What is up, you guys? Welcome to the Pop Gospel Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host, Chad the Dad. Here with me in the studio, we have my co-host, the beautiful, the appendix-ridden, well, not written, rid of Aaron Sexton. I'm studying. <laughs> so, same old thing. We're, we're It's week three now of... I mean, the, the the virus has been around longer than that. But for us on the podcast, this is week three of pretty much all there is to talk about is COVID-19, the coronavirus. Now, of course... Are we just going to skip over the fact that Casey's not here? Oh, hey, Casey's not here. Casey's camping. With he has family. decided that uh, this virus is just too much. And so he has taken he and his family... Uh, into the center of the woods, and they're not coming out until all this is over. Now, I don't know how they're not going to know all this is over because they don't have any cell phone service out there and no internet, so they may be out there forever. But Speaking of, <clears throat> Jared Leto was on oh, some... Oh, yeah, he's a cult leader now. Well, he was on some, like, meditation journey or something like that and came back and had no clue Yeah, that just showed up in America, happening. and they were like... <laughs> Where have you been? I've been in the desert. <laughs> like, Why? I was meditating. Like, Who were oh you my, with? Oh, by the way, Some there's bros. a pandemic going on. It's I like, don't understand why you're vibing me with all these questions. <laughs> Killing my vibes. <laughs> oh my gosh. But with all of this COVID-19 stuff and coronavirus stuff, there comes things that really need to be discussed. Maybe they don't need to be discussed, but we are going to discuss them. Things like the coronavirus challenge on TikTok. The challenge is you go into places like Walmarts and things like Hashtag that. Hashtag the how stupid can you be challenge. And you lick things. Now, is the challenge to lick things because you might contract the virus, or is it like, you got the virus, see how many things you can lick? No, it's, let's lick things and see if we end up with the virus. So, a couple things happened. The guy that started that whole thing ended up with the virus. Yes, of He course. got it. Of course. And Wait, then, was that the guy that licked a toilet seat? No, that guy got arrested for terroristic <laughs> threatening. Because, bleh. Yeah, because he was trying to contract the virus or whatever. Got yeah. arrested yeah. for there doing it. Someone else, another man, also got arrested for licking things in a right. Walmart. And that's my favorite meme that I've seen this week is it's just, it's handshaking. It's that, you know, Arnold and what's oh, his yes. face from uh, Predator. And yep. it's like <laughs> Republicans, Democrats. And then at the top where they agree, it's like, stop doing this. <laughs> yes. I just don't understand. Even if there weren't a virus going around, why would you, you do that? You couldn't convince me to walk down the deodorant aisle at Walmart and lick all the deodorants. No. That's just not a thing that people in a civilized society should. And that just, <laughs> that just makes me think of that Seinfeld, the constant on Seinfeld with, yeah. uh, oh gosh, George. Yeah. Is, We're living in a society! Yeah. <laughs> We're supposed to be civil! Like. <laughs> Don't lick stuff that's not yours. Well, and I just don't understand why you would want to tempt that. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, 
the entire world is on lockdown right now. Like, they are quarantining hardcore. They're doing all these checks and stuff. And you're like, I got a great idea. I'm going to go see if I can catch this thing. Why? Why would you do that? Well, so I'm guessing it's like, let's see how many things I can lick before I contract it. Yeah, but like, you don't know if like, you contracted it after the first lick or the 50th lick. I was like, going to say, but the thing is... You're going to be licking stuff for two weeks before you know. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Well, no. Except I never really use TikTok. We have a TikTok, but I don't know what to TikTok about. But licking things would not be high no. on my list. It's not on my list at all. And it's, when you see things like that, that's when I think we deserve this virus. Uh, yeah. This is, this is just. Weeding them out. Yep. This is just nature weeding out the weak. I just. Uh, Natural selection, finally, at and, work in the world. And a woman was arrested in Pennsylvania, not for doing the uh, corona challenge, or coronavirus challenge. The corona challenge would be a different thing. Uh, that'd, be she, a, that'd be a challenge I could maybe get into. She, she went through a, she went through a grocery store, coughing on as many things as she could, and got arrested. Yeah, like, what is running through your mind? At what point do people getting arrested for that make you understand? Like, to the rest of us, this is not a joke. Well, and not even good joke. No, it's a bad Not joke. Not a good joke at all. The worst joke ever. Even if it was just flu season and you did yeah. that, I think you should get arrested. Yeah. Just for being a dirtbag. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... You're a horrible human being. I mean, that's like... When you see that person across the room double dip, but to the extreme. Right. Like, if you're in your own home and you got your own it's dip, It's like you dip the fine. chip and then put your fingernails in it on the first dip and take a bite <laughs> and then... You and your cheese-covered fingers and half your chip are going back in for more. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? If you're in your own home, you got your own cheese dip, whatever, or any other dip. That's why I really appreciate when Hispanic, like Mexican restaurants, give you your own little bowl for your salsa. Like, you can do whatever you want with that chip. This is my salsa and your salsa. I can do anything I want. It's like the wild west. You can stick your tongue in the salsa first and then put the chip on it if you want to. It's your bowl. No one cares. But when it's a communal bowl. Now that's a you respect rules. That's an idea. It's like putting an Oreo in your mouth and then and then put pouring the milk. milk in and just like sit there waiting until it's the right consistency <laughs> until you can gum it against the top of your mouth. I don't like you I don't like Using that term, gum it against the top of your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Makes me feel uncomfortable. That ain't how I feel when people use that word. Gum it? No, the other one. Oh, the one that that makes you (laughs) The forbidden word. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm not, so far, I'm not having a, like, visceral reaction to the word gum. I bet if I said it enough, I can make it happen. (laughs) disgusting. So pull up videos on YouTube of old people eating things with no teeth in. Just rock your world. <laughs> I don't. What I don't understand about. Well, there's a lot I don't understand about it. But people actually think that they're going to get famous or get some kind of recognition for doing things like this. Well, it's that shock factor, you know. I was gonna say, but this is a thing. 
the coronavirus challenge isn't, you know, the only one. There's, well, there was the one we talked about not too long ago where it was supposed to be you and two buddies stand in a line and you all are supposed to jump together. But when the guy in the middle jumps, you sweep his legs out from under him. Yeah. And they did it to the kid that had had like brain cancer and had brain surgeries and yeah. they almost killed him. Yeah. Like challenges like this, I, I just don't understand how people can't see that and be like, oh, that's stupid. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to say. The until tomorrow thing. I woke up and I looked at my phone <laughs> and literally 20 to 30 posts in a row were just people posting a weird picture of themselves and it said until tomorrow. And I was like, what, what is, is happening? happening? <laughs> I, I was don't... like, are you, are you signing off of Instagram for a while? Is that what this means? Well, like... and, and I was like. Is this like your way of saying good night? And why yeah. did all of you say good night in synchronization? In like you, you, compl- you, all of you at the almost exact same hour were like until tomorrow in some kind of like they were like an anchor of a local news station yeah. and they were signing off just till tomorrow. And so one of my good friends posted it. Sorry, because uh, I just called it stupid. But hey. <laughs> He knows. I love him. Mm, I know exactly who it is because I saw it too. <laughs> and I liked his post. And then he sent you the thing. And then he sends me that this happened message. happened to me. So one of, like, I work with several staffers every year at Super Summer. I follow all of them on Instagram. Mm. I saw one and I just, you know, where you scroll and double tap, don't really look. Yeah. I did that and got the same thing. I was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like, that's not happening. And First so, of all, I don't take a bad picture. Okay. All of my hey, pictures are incredible. There you go. Confidence. Second of all, if I ever else. did take a bad picture, that thing is long gone. I don't hold on to those things. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, that didn't like someone's until tomorrow picture, the whole thing was that you were supposed to post an impar- an embarrassing picture of yourself with only the caption until tomorrow. Dude, I don't that hold on to that thing. kind of evidence. I just don't like. You're not you. For everyone out there, please. Get rid of all incriminating things on your phone. Get rid of them. Just, like don't don't wait don't, for these challenges to come around and then unleash the them into the space. world. Get get rid of them. So then my butt and in the message it was like you know keep the game going don't spoil it and I just replied spoiling it yeah <laughs> yeah spoiling it this is it I'm not <laughs> the bug stops here I'm not going any further with this thing but yeah I just don't understand that stuff like okay so. A couple weeks ago, the weekend of the appendectomy, uh, which it will now forever be known in my mind. But we're having epic weekend. I explicitly tell all 60 students that are there, don't do anything stupid in your host home. Respect your host home. Respect mm-hmm. the families that are bringing you in to keep you for the night. And then a group of guys shows up the next morning telling me about all the stupid all the things stupid they things did and showing me videos. I was like... This is like going to the cops after committing a crime and bragging about what you did. Yeah. Like, you don't, why? Well, and they were discussing it with me, and I was giving all of my answers in disapproval. Yeah. Like, oh, you guys really shouldn't have done that. Oh, that was stupid. Yeah. Why are you guys the way that you are? Right. And they were like, oh, and we got videos. You want to see them? No. no fool. <laughs> I love you guys to death, but good Lord. <laughs> Just... I don't, it's like, that's the, that's the world now. Like anything for a meme, anything for a meme. Like I will do jail time oh, yeah, for a for meme. for sure. The, I mean, 
Not me personally, but other people. Yeah. So I did my time when I hit that cow. I'm not going back. Speaking of memes, have you watched The Tiger King? No, and I won't. I refuse to out of principle at this point. So I think you, you watched should. it. Oh I my gosh, Chad. No, I no. haven't. I haven't watched Look, I don't want to learn about this weird dude who hoards tigers and his messy divorce <laughs> and how he became a drug kingpin. I just I feel like I've already seen it. Jordan was like, Hey, have you heard of this Tiger King thing? And I was like, Yes. And I was not going to watch it, but I knew if she ever found out she was going to be in. And she said it. She she summed it up. It is, we bought a zoo with, uh, oh, how to get away with murder and sister wives. All, all of her favorite shows. <laughs> like, all rolled into She loved anything Let me ask you a animals. question. Gator Boys. Do 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 all women all like those shows? Because my wife is also a How to Get Away with Murder Sister Wives yeah, kind of girl. I, like I, I, I don't so. I don't under I, when I come in and Sister Wives is on, I'm like I need to go do something else with my brain because this is just I three can't stand things it. I. I'm not gonna say I can't stand, but they I I am not going out of my way to watch them. I will watch them with my wife because the, she enjoys them and she watches things that I enjoy all the time. But it's anything with a hospital. Anything with a fire department and anything with the police. I just don't like any of them, except Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but that's totally that's different. Not, that yeah, doesn't that's even, not, it's not in the same vein. No, that doesn't. Like, anything with those things going on, I'm just like, I just couldn't care. Or I could. No, couldn't care less. Yeah. Zero cares. None whatsoever. Well, I watch police stuff, but it's like live PD and cops. And the only, like, scripted police show I've ever watched was, like, that first watch that was like really good way back then when mm. it only had like two seasons. It was yeah. super good. It was it was basically like end of watch but broken down into a series and put on, you know, cable television. That's yeah. what it was. I've so I've watched that. And I but I'm like you, I don't understand the fascination with that stuff. Now I have some guilty pleasures, which are my Bachelor in Paradise kind of stuff. But it's like so outside cool. of that, you know, I just like what I First of all, there's lots of crying and lots of fights, and it's all over stupid stuff. And so I literally watched to go, what are they going to fight about today? Like, that's it. Like, this season of The Bachelor, this girl loses her mind because they're having their little cocktail party where there is wine and booze aplenty, and this girl has created this space to sit down with Peter, and she wanders off to go get him and leaves her bottle of wine that she has apparently been saving for Forever for a moment like this. For a moment and this like other this. girl comes by who is half intoxicated and just goes, more booze, and pops the top on it. And she loses. That girl who brought the wine loses her mind and says, like, you did this intentionally. You do I've been saving this. And the girl was like, I literally had no idea. It was one bottle of wine among many bottles of wine. <laughs> Let me go get you another one yeah, from go. the little tiki bar thing right, over there. Like, it's just so... That's what I live for, is stuff like that. See, I just... I'm more of a sitcom guy. I'm like your classic dad. I just mm. want to watch TV that I don't have to be super uh, Yeah, I don't have to be invested to. in. Uh, like, I just watched... 
How I Met Your Mother all the way through again. Again. For like the fourth or fifth yeah. time. Kristen doesn't understand how I can just sit and watch The Office. And I laugh every single time. I know when I'm going to laugh. Like, it's coming and yeah. I'm ready. I still laugh at it. Like, yeah. Uh, that and kind it's of just, stuff. I just put it on. I don't. Yeah. Now, there, there are certain things like I watched. Let's see. Sherlock Holmes was one that I was super invested in. Watched all of. It was so good. Vikings was another mm. one. Uh, they lost me in this last season. Like I've, I've probably got like six episodes or something like that to catch up on. Once uh, Ragnar was dead, I was just kind of like, yeah. me. That was like <laughs> when Glenn died in The Walking Dead. I was done. Mm. And I'd le- I let every- we had a big Walking Dead watch party every week. I announced to the group when all that went down, I announced to the group, I said, if Glenn dies, I will not return. And he died, and, and I did, not, did return. not return. Died gruesomely, dude. Too, it was man. so bad. Hit. Like it wasn't even heroic. It was just like nope. he picked you, yeah. like and beat uh, that dude's head to right. Bleh. Which <laughs> I've been seeing these memes. It's the memes, man. It's like a, a guy with a stick, and he's poking at a coronavirus cell. Yeah, he's like, "Come on, make zombies." Yeah. <laughs> Like if this is the apocalypse, where are the zombies? Like yeah. you sent me I sent a you that story from that guy yes. today, who's just like, this is the worst apocalypse ever. He's like, day two, still no zombies. Yep. Day three, not even a vampire. Like yes. he's just so bummed out. <laughs> Which I don't know. People are still losing their minds. Like it is the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. But you were telling me about an article today. That hints that... Well, no, finish with the Tiger King thing, because we got way Oh, off. I'm sorry. We were talking about Tiger King, weren't we? So, Jordan was like, hey, let's watch it. We literally just watched two episodes before you got here. That's all we've watched. But, I mean, it's interest. It's it, intriguing and interesting. It's interesting. Uh, the, the... The premise of the show is that there is a woman who is an animal rights activist who is essentially trying to shut down every zoo and, I mean, so there's this tiger guy. or She's a zoo Nazi. Yeah, essentially, but she has the same setup that all these people she's trying to shut down have. A bunch of giant, like... So she's a, bunch a hypocritical of, zoo Nazi. Yeah, she's got a bunch of jungle cats in cages, and she's telling these people that it's, it's evil like Hitler, you don't know how to run the world, I know how to run the world. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you don't know how to run a zoo, but I know how to run a zoo. And so, so far, it's just about the spat between them. But what's really interesting to me is they bring... So, right now, there are three, not including the animal rights activists, there's three of these wildlife parks... One of them is Joe Exotic, which is the Tiger King. And then you've got this guy out in South Carolina. And you have the actual man that Scarface the movie was made after. Yeah. Like, drug lord, he was Scarface. He, did, he owns a zoo now. <laughs> yeah, he did, tw- he did 12 years in prison. And now he has his own wildlife exotic zoo thing that's so great so what a retired drug dealers do we just buy a lot of animals he's just like man i like tigers yeah like Like, just they are and his wife keeps monkeys and she dresses them in human clothing and 
treats them and cares for them as if they were her children. <laughs> it's just a bowl of crazy. Yeah. Everyone in that show is an actual lunatic. Like, there's not a single one of them that shouldn't be what I don't in a padded room. Is how this is what takes off and don't mess with cats is just as good. <laughs> And it's so intriguing. I'll watch it eventually. And so, dude, it's so I promise good. I'll watch it. So good. <laughs> I, I mean, it's about how people on Facebook solve a murder. Really? Yes, I told you guys that. That's you what it's about. Did, but yeah, know, just <laughs> no. I'm I'm deep in the middle of Good Girls season two right now. Things are getting crazy. That's another one I haven't started. Oh, yet. it's so good. So maybe I'll start that one next, yeah. because I just I literally just finished, uh, How I Met Your Mother for like I said like the fifth time. So now I've got to start. Those something are rookie else. numbers. You got to bump those numbers up. <laughs> I've seen The Office at least twenty times through. <laughs> season one through nine. <laughs> oh my gosh, I did. I did start back up on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've mm. got like a whole season of that that I haven't watched. And that one gets me every time. Oh, it's, it's so funny. stinking funny. Andy Samberg is great. He's he's one of the best. But so, back to Corona, because that's what everything is about. You were reading, or you were telling me about an article that alludes to this not being the end of the world. Yeah. So, if you don't follow Real Daily Wire on Instagram, first of all, their memes are too good to pass up. Oh, dude, they're top They notch. They get a meme. They give you a meme with every uh, article headline that they post, and it's so good. Um, but they're, they're the most unbiased and yet still a little right-leaning news source that I've been able to come across. Well, yeah. So, they are conservatives. Right. But they don't hold back when a conservative does yeah, something they're not a, stupid. They're not a. They're not going to be a pot calling a kettle black. Yeah, like exactly. that kind of thing. Like they'll. One of the things I really like is when Trump does do something stupid. They're like, "That was stupid." Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Because it makes me feel like I'm legitimately informed. Right. Like, yeah. I know what's going on. Yeah. Like if you watched Fox News, you're just going to hear the good, the good, the good. If you watch CNN, you just hear the bad, the bad, the right. bad. They give you a really solid mixture, and they're not afraid to say, we don't know, so we're not going to give you our right. opinion until we do. Right. Which I love. Yeah. So I'm scrolling through Instagram. I see the title of their latest article, Epidemiologist Behind the Highly Cited Coronavirus Model Drastically Downgrades Projection. Epidemiologist Neil Ferguson, who created the highly cited Imperial College London coronavirus model, this model that they've been projecting the spread and the number of deaths and all that with, uh, has been cited by the New York Times and has been instrumental in governmental policy decision-making, offered a massively downgraded projection of the potential death toll on Wednesday. Ferguson's original model projected 2.2 million dead people in the United States and 500,000 in the UK from COVID-19 if no action were taken to slow the virus and blunt its curve. The model predicted far fewer deaths if lockdown measures, measures such as those taken by the British and American governments, were taken. After just one day of ordered lockdowns in the UK, Ferguson is presenting drastically downgraded estimates crediting 
lockdown measures, but also revealing that far more people likely have the virus than his team figured. So they figure that more people already have it than they thought. Ferguson says, I should admit, we've always been sensitive in the analysis and the modeling to a variety of levels or values to those quantities. What we've been seeing, though, in Europe in the last week or two is a rate of growth of the epidemic which was faster than we expected from early data that we got from China. And so we are revising our quotes, our central best estimate of the reproduction, something more, a little bit above, or to the order of three or a little bit above rather than about 2.5. He added the current values are still within the wide range of values, which modeling groups unintelligible. He said something you couldn't understand. We should have been looking at previously. So to sum up, a higher rate of transmission, meaning more people have it than expected, Mm -hmm. means that more people already have the virus than previously expected. When the number of those with coronavirus is divided by the number of deaths, therefore, the mortality rate for this disease drops. Based on both those revised estimates and the lockdown measures taken by the British government, the epidemiologist predicts hospitals will be just fine taking on COVID-19 patients and estimates and estimates 20,000 or far fewer people will die from his original estimate of 500,000. Okay. Uh, so to kind of put that in perspective, those are the rates at which the flu kills people every year. Okay. Yeah. So people in the risk range, the risk age, uh, is about the same for those who would get the flu, who could die from the flu. And since they're estimating, uh, that more people have it, that means that it is less lethal. Yeah, so essentially, if you're saying, well, I've got the numbers right here, the updated numbers from the WHO. So where they're saying there's 462,684 confirmed cases across the globe, you could potentially be looking more at in the millions are actually infected, but only 20,000 worldwide have died. Right. So then your numbers go from where they're saying it's like 3.4% mortality rate. You're looking at more like 0.001%. Right. Uh, well, which and, is huge, drastically right. different. And the fact of the matter is because they estimate more people already have it than they suspect, those people either haven't shown symptoms and haven't known that they've had it and they've already gotten over it, yeah. Like we all thought in the beginning. Yeah. Or um, they've had symptoms and still overcome it without being tested or seeking treatment or, or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, just so like you had, you felt like you had a cold. Right. You took your regular cold medicine and you got right. over and it. And so it's gone from being like being estimated to wipe out mass populations to it's probably going to do about as much damage as the flu does every year. Yeah. Which, when you're looking at that and you're hearing that, the idea of locking our country down for anywhere near what they were projecting, like 18 weeks and things like that. 18 months. And crashing the economy. Yeah. It is much better to just go back to normal life and everybody catch it and we just deal with it. Right. Because... If the economy crashes, if if you know 
anything about the Great Depression, if you if you paid attention in history class, you know that things were bad. They were really bad. If we were to lock down in the way that some of these people were suggesting or still are suggesting, we're looking at something way worse than that affecting the entire world. You're I mean, you would see higher number higher numbers of deaths just from suicide alone right. or something like that. Suicide and depression. Suicide, depression, uh, you know, people would turn to drugs, you'd have a rise in the opioid epidemic and all of those kinds of things. So definitely worse to shut down the economy than for everybody to contract this disease. Well, like you say, we're we're three weeks into this thing, and people have already lost their jobs. Yep. Uh, there have been... Um, so I, I am in... Um, I, I work with a lot of guys around the state who are involved in churches and, and know what churches... Um, kind of uh, conglomerately are doing across the nation to uh, deal with the effects that this is causing. Because again, if uh, you're telling people not to gather in groups of 10 or more, like unless you got a back road country church, you just refuse to give in to this whole thing. Yeah. Like you're not meeting together as a church. And the majority of churches have gone to online and things like that. But um, as far as the Southern Baptist Convention goes... Uh, so the Southern Baptist Convention has canceled the the big meeting that they have every year, and they have slashed spending nearly in half. The North American Mission Board uh, has stopped. They've frozen all spending until September-October because of this thing. Um, you've got churches that are taking hits because people aren't giving anymore, and so you know all of that lights up when all of this happens. And so uh, you already have churches that are cutting their funding. You have businesses that are cutting their funding, which means that they're cutting people as well. And it's been three weeks of this thing, yeah. three weeks. So you're talking about going 18 weeks, or even Neil in his uh, original projection, Neil Ferguson said lock everything down for 18 months. That's a year and a half. You would cripple the world. Yeah, the entire world. Yeah, it'd be it'd be incredibly. It 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 would take decades to come over that. Well, yeah, overcome. I mean, if you're locking down everything, I mean, eventually you're looking at power plants and things shutting down. Uh, Of course, your grocery and whatnot shutting down. It's just not sustainable. It's not. It's not physically possible. It, we I would mean, get a good it, idea of what it would be like if we elect Bernie president. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's exactly what it would be. I mean, it it would be... Post-apocalyptic movies are about as close as you can come to right. an idea of what it would yeah, be like if we shut got, down for that long. You've got people who are struggling to take care of their families. They've lost their job. They don't see any hope. This thing is dragging on forever. And so they end their life out of depression or suicide. You have yeah. people who are just trying to deal with it and survive on a day-to-day basis. And so they turn to other things like drugs and alcohol to help get them through. Well, you if, have people who turn to their last resort and don't know any better because they've lost their job and no one else is hiring because all the budgets have been splashed mm-hmm. or slashed. And so you've got looting and rioting and crime goes up. Like Absolutely. It would, That's it, what I was going to say. If people are already robbing places just because the government in their area said, we're not going to prosecute up to this level. If you've got people who are already robbing places when things aren't bad, imagine right. if everything shut down. Yeah. 
I oh, mean, absolutely. People would literally rip we grocery would, we stores. We would devolve into chaos. And, yeah, everything. Well, and you would have those that would just be taking advantage for, you know. Right. You know, everything shuts down, whatever. And then everyone people. becomes a gun, and then everyone becomes a gun rights activist. Like, oh yeah, just. oh yeah. I mean, you're talking. At, I can't even imagine the levels of violence. Oh yeah. If something like that were to happen, uh, so all of that sounds really gloom and doom. But the the bright side of that is. This thing is not as bad as everyone is making it out to be. Right. That is not to say that you shouldn't take precaution. That's not to say just go out and start coughing on people. That's not what we're saying. No. Continue to wash your hands, sanitize things, coughing. Well, first off, this is just basic. Even if this were not happening, cough into your elbow or into your shirt. The same Sneeze thing into your that elbow everyone your has shirt. been saying for three weeks since this whole thing kicked up. Like, yes. just practice good hygiene. And the social distancing thing is going to help. Like, yeah, absolutely. It, it, and I've been a little bit fed up with kind of the first world problems that everyone's been complaining about. Mm. Like, Sam Smith is crying over the quarantine thing. Like, I've got, you know, I follow tons of teenagers on Instagram because I'm a student ministries pastor, so yeah. that's just my life now. But all these kids that year-round complain about wanting to go back on summer break or wanting to go back on spring break and all that kind of stuff, like, now they are crying to go back to school. Yeah. Because in a week and a half since everything's been shut down, or two weeks now that everything's been shut down, like, they've run out of things to do. Yeah. Like they're they're absolutely bored. And so like I, I I agree that the social distancing thing works because you know if if the virus can't find anyone else to spread to, it's just going to die out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I don't it's not, I'm not saying that we shouldn't practice it. I'm just I just think that we need much more hope. I mean, we need so much more hope in times like these and we need to so like Casey would say, let's get the gospel part of this out of the way. So I'm reading in Luke uh, chapter 22 where uh, Jesus is about to be crucified. And at the beginning of chapter 22, uh, at the time of um, the Passover, the celebration of Passover is upon them. So if you're not familiar with the Bible or what happens in the Bible, uh, Passover is when the Israelites were enslaved in Egypt and it's the final plague and God said, if you're an Israelite, take the blood of a lamb, paint it on your doorposts, and this last plague that's coming will pass over you. Okay, so the last plague is death. It's death to all the firstborn sons in um, Egypt. And if you're an Israelite and you paint your doorway with the blood of a lamb, then, that, then death passes over you. So the entire nation of Israel is getting ready to uh, celebrate Passover, where they're literally celebrating the fact that God allowed death to pass over them, and yet the leading priests and the teachers of religious law who are supposed to be at the forefront pro- proclaiming that truth of God to the people are behind the scenes planning death for the one and only Son of God. And so I, I'm reading that, and, and it's despicable just to think that they're doing that, but God's going, so what are you doing with this time? 
Like mm. what they should have been doing with this time is celebrating the fact that God allowed death to pass over them and their firstborn sons during that time. And yet they're behind the scenes planning death for his only son during that time. And so God was just kind of like, what are you doing with this time? Yeah. Are you making the most of it or are you plotting evil in your heart? Are you mad at, at the government? Are you mad at, at whoever and all this? Like, or, or are you making the most of this time? Are you seeing what I, the Lord, the sovereign God, have maybe probably almost intended this for, which is mm. to, to just slow everyone down and to let them take account of what's really important. Like I saw a meme today that somebody was like, I finished Netflix. Like, uh, we're this, yes. we're, you know, we're not very far into it. Like, if you look at the timeline, we're only in week three. Yep. And people have finished all their favorite shows on Netflix. That's They've right. They've gotten lost in the dumbest documentary I've ever heard of called The, <laughs> the Tiger King. Like, in my oh. mind, like, we, we have just socially devolved out of boredom. Yeah. Because we just can't find anything to do, and yet I feel like God's in heaven going, man, you got all this free time, and before you complain about like, well, I don't have time to pray, I don't have time to read my Bible, he's like, you have unlimited time now. Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. And not only that, but now you're out of stuff to do. Like, are you making the most of this time, or are you plotting, are you doing evil things with it, quote unquote, are you doing things that this time was not intended for? Yeah, and there's, there, are, there are places in scripture that specifically mention not being lazy. Now, I'm not against taking a break. I'm not against rest because God even rested, okay? He set that model up for us. But like like you're saying, number one, you can use this time to develop your life spiritually. If you are a believer, reading the Bible, time in prayer, worshiping. If you are not a believer, spending this time searching, trying to figure out what you actually do believe, what uh, what the meaning of life actually is. Uh, and Well, not only that, but for a society that is so focused on right now, self-care, for mm. you to not use this time to take care of yourself and yeah. just fill it with meaningless things is a waste. You're, you're wasting your time. Well, and you could be, I mean, you can be developing yourself physically now. Like, think about it. You're like, oh man, I never have time to go to the gym. You got it now. You can't go to the gym, but you can work out in your That's house. Right. We all know how, what things that we can do. Believe me, can, I know that you follow enough fitness influencers on Instagram that they've posted right. a myriad of home workouts to keep you busy until long after this thing is over. That's right. You could be working on some kind of craft. I mean, you could be writing poetry journaling i don't know but doing something good doing something worthwhile instead of just sitting there wasting away yeah like one thing that my wife and i have done now we're not completely quarantined uh she is because she is a teacher and so there's no school going on she's doing online things but not a whole lot you know, not a whole lot of not a whole lot you there. can give online to kindergartners. <laughs> exactly, and but I'm still working. But when I come home every day, we've been working in the yard, and we've finally cleared our backyard of all the brush. We had all these awful vines and weeds and these weird little trees. Like there's one of them that's called like Hercules Hammer or something like that. Yeah. It's just this nasty tree that grows with these big thorns like mm. gosh off and it's covered in them it's like and impossible they're poisonous. yeah it's like impossible to touch yeah. without touching one of the thorns so anyways we've cleared the backyard 
and now it's time to, you know, pick up. We're picking up his toys and stuff, and then I'm going to mow, and we're actually going to have a yard that's functional yeah. uh, and doesn't look terrible, which is exciting. So, I mean, there's lots of things to do and lots of productive things to do. You just got to get out there and do them. Right. Just set your mind to it. Yeah. And so this is good news to know that, hey, this COVID-19 thing is not going to be the end of the world. Right. Now, don't hear me saying that the loss of life that has taken place and will take place isn't tragic. As a believer, we are, I firmly believe and know that we are all made in the image of God and all of our lives are precious. So any loss of life is tragic, but I'm just saying these things happen. Loss of life happens in car accidents. Loss of life happens in bungee jumping accidents. Like all of these different things that we're not shutting down for. You know what I'm saying? Uh, So, I don't know. Well, and yet, when are you ever going to get the opportunity again to reprioritize your life? Absolutely. When is that ever going to happen again where... Where life almost completely stops. It has stopped for you. (laughs) And you can breathe and figure things out. And then put, put, put messes you know, back together that may have been lingering for a long time or, or take a really good self-examination, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. So have you seen this thing about uh, uh, the book? Uh, it's The Dark Eyes um, by Dean Kuntz. No, but it sounds intriguing. My wife shared a picture with me, but I can't find it anyways i've got this one right here so this guy writes this book uh the eyes of darkness is what it was called he it was published in 1981 Mm -hmm. it was um altered and republished in 1989 okay and it has this it's a fictional book It, it is a work of fiction but it has something very interesting in it So I'm going to read this little snippet from it, and you tell me if it sounds interesting to you. Uh, To understand that, uh, this is, I'm reading a quote technically. To understand that, Dombey said, you have to go back 20 months. It was around that time that a Chinese scientist, Li Chin, defected to the United States carrying a discet record of China's most important dangerous new biological weapon in a decade. They call the stuff... Wuhan 400 because it was developed by their RDNA labs outside of the city of Wuhan and it was the 400th variable of man-made microorganisms created at that research center. Wuhan 400 is a perfect weapon. It afflicts only human beings. No other living creature carries it. And like syphilis, Wuhan 400 can't survive. Okay, blah, 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 blah. But it goes on to say that or it kind of makes this prediction or whatever that in the year 2020 there will be this pneumonia like virus that will grip the entire planet it will affect the respiratory system and the uh oh what was it respiratory system and something else anyways which perfectly matches up with what we're facing now the only difference being in this work of fiction, it says that it was man-made. This, to the best of our knowledge, was not man-made. Uh, and uh, the in the book, it has a 100% mortality rate. But other than that, I thought it was super interesting. 
that this guy wrote this book in the 80s and there was this disease that was going to take over the world or this virus that was going to spread throughout the world in the year 2020 and it was a respiratory disease. I thought that was mind-blowing. Well, you know, it's not the first thing or the first time things like that have happened. Like the Simpsons have been pretty spot on with some of their stuff, but then it gets really creepy. It's super creepy. Like even with Trump getting elected and some of the things that happen around like in the show, they show Trump and Melania coming down an escalator and this weird sign falls or whatever. And the same thing happens in an episode of the Simpsons. And it's like, you know, it's just pointing to the fact that like, you know, we're all part of the matrix and stuff like that. I honestly think it's just God and his sense of humor. Like, I know it sounds like a sick joke, you know, because it's just like, whatever. But, you know, like, I think, I really do. I think God's going, you know, this is not outside the realm of possibilities. Yeah. And not all science fiction is fiction. Well, you know me. Ever since I listened to that dadgum uh, Pat McAfee show episode where the guy was talking about all the insider gambling right. and referees blowing games for people trust and so on. Anymore. I don't trust anything anymore. And so as soon as I read this, I was like, oh, the Chinese government's trying to take over the world. <laughs> like, and everybody's lying to us. It's all a lie. That's where my mind immediately went. Well, see, I because think I don't trust anybody anymore. I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist. Oh, neither am at I, all. typically. But I do think that... At the end of all of this, maybe not immediately, but I believe that there are going to be portions that we find out were drastically exaggerated for the gain of some person in power, whether it be in our country or in another country. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, I mean, I just think that we're going to find stuff like that out and, yeah. and that it will be like, you know like Nixon and his Watergate scandal and all that kind of stuff. Like the truth is eventually like what's one of the, my favorite things the Bible says is that the truth will always come to light, mm. you know? And so whether it's sooner or later, I think there are elements and portions of this that, um, man, sin's going to do what sin's going to do. And people are going to exploit, you know, like I, I don't think that the threat of the virus is not serious. I think that it is yeah. absolutely serious, but I think absolutely. that there are also portions of it um, that are being exploited and manipulated for the gain of, uh, I mean, we already see that in the popular media where, you know, like Trump said he expects to get everything back up and running by Easter. And then Barack Obama comes out and urges people to continue to practice social distancing, uh, despite the president's wishes that people would stop. And people are like, Trump didn't say that. He just said, I hope to have everything back to normal by Easter. And it's like, and so you can see the manipulation and stuff like that that's yeah, happening, or, or the fact that the media chose to focus on the fact that Trump called it the, you know, the China flu or whatever, the disease from China, and they're like mm-hmm. flipping out because it's like, oh, he's being racist. Like, <laughs> no, that's just literally where it came from. You know, like it has no other bearing on anything besides the location of the origin of this disease. So. Yeah, I, I, I think that we'll we'll see some stuff like that. I don't have any interest in reading that book. Oh, no, but, me neither. But <laughs> uh, I do think it's Just really think interesting. it's interesting, yeah. yeah. And, well, and so, you know, people are posting it, and I don't think anyone actually believes that this guy predicted this. Yeah. Uh, because it is a work of fiction. 
But so you've got CNN's coverage of it, which is no, Dean Koontz did not predict the coronavirus in a 1981 novel. And they go on to say all of the things that don't match up and how he didn't actually predict this thing. And it's like, well, you know, we kind of know that. And then you've got like Fox News coverage of it is a Dean Koontz book from 1981 predicted coronavirus in a bizarre coincidence. Yeah. Like, and that's all it is, a bizarre coincidence. It's really bizarre. It, extremely bizarre. When I read it, not going to say I didn't trip for just a second. Right. Like, like oh my gosh, they're out to get all <laughs> the of us. Twilight Zone music started playing. <laughs> yes. Which, so, it's one of those things, like, my mind went to that comparison that I always stumble upon every like six months or so between the Lincoln assassination and the JFK assassination. You know, you've got all of those things that match up or link together. And it's like, wow, that is super weird. Do I think the Illuminati is out there lurking behind every corner, making the world turn? No. Yeah. But it's an interesting coincidence. It makes the world seem very mystical and, I don't know, not miraculous. I'll just say, I'll just stick with mystical. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to comprehend how things like that happen. Is mystical the same as mystery? Is that the same thing? Or is mystical, like, magical? I'm going to be real honest with you, Chad, and say I don't know. (laughs) We'll go with mysterious, just to I'm usually really good with stuff like that, but I'm just Speaking of mysterious, why is a lion called the king of the jungle when really the only place we see them is in like the plains of Africa not I the thought, jungle I thought an ape was the king of the jungle like a gorilla was the king of the jungle no a li- like a lion's title is lion king of the jungle I mean I've heard that but I thought the gorilla was the king of the jungle I mean it definitely should be because those things are bad. Like if you put a lion and a gorilla in a fight, who do you? Let's do that. Depends who do you on think the would gorilla. Win? Who uh, Harambe. <laughs> R.I.P. Because <laughs> I mean, you see, I've seen some videos of some gorillas where like their forearms are as big as my waist, and I'm a big dude. Like, and just the fact that they have. Well, I'm not functions. talking like Godzilla no, versus all I, monsters. I get that. Like I'm like. Gorillas have functions like opposable thumbs and things like that that lions do not have. However, lions are real bad. I mean, they we are. have opposable thumbs, and things that don't have opposable thumbs take us out all the time. So yeah, but, I don't want to hear that excuse. But I'm saying, like... Sharks don't even have hands, and they're <laughs> dominating us <laughs> by and large. Okay, but if you had the power and size of a gorilla, would you be afraid of anything? Yeah, but if Other you had the power gun, and size of a lion, would you be afraid of anything? I would be if I didn't have opposable thumbs. Well, that lion doesn't know that. <laughs> well, exactly, and that's what sneaks up and gets him. <laughs> just that opposable thumb, <laughs> like, right, man. oh wow, well, he didn't paw me, he has gripped no, me. <laughs> I just think lions are restricted to certain movements because of the way their bodies are built. And a gorilla has a... Has a advantage because of the way that they are built and the movement that they can perform. I think it'd be a great question for the Instagram to answer. Well, I'll put it on out there. Who do you think would win in a fight between a gorilla and a lion? 
and we will soon find out. And it out needs from to be that special. It's not like when we like. It's not a tiger. Like it's a lion. Yes. Like lions are much larger than I. Because I think that the uh, like the gorilla and the lion would be about the same as far as like weight and mass go. Mm. But I don't. I mean, I don't oh. know. I would just I, who's hungrier or who is that's, the more you know like that's another thing about territorially the tiger king, dominant. Man. That's another thing about the Tiger King. You get some good shots of ligers. Oh, yeah. Those things are massive. Like, terrifying. Other than the fact that all of the ones they have are super fat. Because, yeah. like, they're not out hunting. Like, But if one of those things were in the wild, that's a bad mamma jamma. You're not going to run like, away from that thing. No, it's 900 pounds, 11 feet long. Yeah. Like, that's a big cat, yeah. homie. And every muscle <laughs> in that thing is here. built to make Destroy. it hurt. Like, it's yeah. just... It, it, it is designed to kill. That's that right. Is, that is its entire purpose. Even though they have it in a cage and they're loving on it and petting it and tickling it and all that, that is not... I've seen too many when instinct. animals attack to trust those things. <gasps> Man, freaking episode... Was it episode one? It might have been episode two. One of the freaking people gets their arm ripped off. It's this whole thing. They're all like, oh, my gosh. And they're on their walkie-talkies and whatnot. And they run over and they show. You don't, like, see the mangled arm. You see a kind of a flash of it. But it's like, she laying there on the ground. And that arm, it ain't there, homie. Like, that thing messed her up. And I'm like, that's why y'all shouldn't have those things. That's right. Even though my deepest... Maybe not my deepest desire, but I would love to have a bear. I mean, I got a small dog, but she likes to play with her food before she eats it, too. So <laughs> They're just playing the long game. Like, what, yeah, like, you and I could be buddies for 15 years, but this is going to end that's one right, way. At some point, <laughs> I'm going to prove to you who's really in charge in this oh relationship. Oh, my gosh. Oh, good grief. So... Coronavirus, you're get not coronavirus. Because of coronavirus, uh, all of us will be getting a little bit of relief from the government. They did end up passing a stimulus bill. Uh, so eventually, the majority of Americans will have a check coming in the mail. There is, you know, there are certain, uh, not ramifications, qualifications, you know, having a job, making a certain amount but not making too much kind of thing. But so a lot of money is coming our way. Our way meaning the American population. And we talked a little bit about it last week. Uh, and I opposed the idea. I did seek some counsel from people who I respect. And I think I've changed my opinion from like just returning the money to the government to using that money to help someone because in in the words of a good friend uh you can do more good with that money than the government will do yeah you know so like jordan and i might just take that money and you know use it to help someone that we know or someone who's in the church uh who's struggling but so i expressed my opinion on i'm not a fan of the government sending money to buy all of us out because that's not what the government's there for. Number one, they don't have the money anyways. It's li- all of that money is literally coming 
from debt. They're, they have this hole, and they are pulling money from this black hole, and there's nothing there to back it. So I have a real problem with that. It's essentially, it, it's it's like, this is the dream of socialism where they say it's not all bad, and they say, you know, no, you get to live your best life, and we just give you money. Right. This is it, where we're not going to take this money from you, we're just going to print you more money, Magically essentially. make it appear. Exactly. Um, but I saw Taylor Swift is giving or has given thousands of dollars to fans who have lost their jobs because of this lockdown, this social distancing. And that was the point that I was trying to make last week, is it's not the government's job. I don't want the government giving people money. But those of us who are more fortunate helping people out, that's the way it should be. You know, the church helping people out, you know, that's something we're called to do. It's something I believe we should be doing. And if you're well-to-do, if you have the money and you see someone in need helping them out, that's the way I think we should be getting through this thing, not the government sending us all a bunch of money. That's my personal opinion. So Taylor Swift, props again. You had that one thing, that one bad thing with the man, and then two good things. I think it's a lot of bad things, but... Her music in general has just become all bad. <laughs> but, you know, she took care of some people after the I wish her music could be as good as her deeds. Mm. What would her music sound like if it was her deeds? Cha-ching. Cha- <laughs> I was going to say, money, 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 money. Uh, not that it's all about her money. That's just what she has done. She helped people after the Nashville tornadoes and now helping people in the midst of this. Uh, shut down this lockdown. So good for Taylor Swift. uh, And that's what all of us should be doing. You know, of course, I don't think anyone listening to us has money like Taylor Swift. If you do, hey, hook us up. We could use some advertising. Sponsor us. That's right. Uh, But, you know, when you see someone in need, when you can fill a need, when you can, you know, just be kind to someone in that way, do it, man. Step out and, and... you know, during this time, it doesn't even have to be monetarily. We were talking about today at the church. Uh, you know, there's people who are volunteering to pick up groceries for people who can't get out of their house, who are either A, already sick, or B, don't want to get sick because they're elderly or uh, immuno, immunally compromised. Uh, you know, you could be picking up somebody's yard, whatever. Right now is the time. Step out. Do a good deed. Uh, show someone that you care. Uh, and for us believers, now is the time to show the love of Christ, in my personal opinion, uh, and do what only we can do in that way. And that's going to wrap it up for us. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, and even if you didn't, like, share, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star that's review. That's where we're at. No publicity is bad publicity. That's right, man. We will take it all. Please send us to your friends and be like, listen, these idiots be so stupid. Please. (laughs) That's right. Send it to everybody. If you disagree with us, we would love to hear from you. Oh, yeah. That would be incredible because sometimes when you get in this bubble of always agreeing, nothing good comes up. I don't always agree with you, but for the most part. For the, I mean, on the big issues, we, the three of us typically agree. I don't know. Maybe that's boring. I don't know. Let us know if it is. 
and give us your opinions. Follow us on the Instagram. We love you guys. We thank you for listening. We're going to get out of here. I am Chad the Dad. I'm still researching. And Casey Casey is is lost in in the the woods. woods. (laughs) Y'all have a great week. Peace. I don't understand why you're vibing me with all these questions. (laughs)